0: Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast, dedicated to modern sales and marketing, innovation, and leadership. Here's your host, Ian Altman.
1: Hey, it's Ian Altman. Our guest this week is Christina Daves, the DIY PR strategist. Christina taught herself everything she could about generating publicity for her own product that she invented. She has appeared on over 1000 local and national media outlets and has a regular segment on Good Morning Washington Television. Together with her clients, Christina reached over 873 million views and generated over 10 million in sales from free publicity in just one year. We're going to be highlighting bits in her latest best-selling book, The DIY Guide to Free Publicity. We'll discuss the biggest misconception about PR, which PR pitfalls you can avoid, and how to become a valuable asset for media outlets, and we'll cover specific steps you can take to become PR famous. You're gonna learn a ton from Christina Daves. Christina, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks, Ian.
0: I'm so excited to be here.
1: I am thrilled for you to share your wisdom with our audience because I learned so much from you and from the book and I'm sure they will too. Can you start by sharing something surprising about you that they may not know?
0: I am a diehard sports fan, but slightly different. I'm diehard college football, Virginia Tech Hokies, who someday I pray will win a national championship, and diehard hockey fan. We're season ticket holders of both Washington Capitals and Virginia Tech, and that is what my fall and spring consists of, sports.
1: You know, we've known each other for a while, and I did not realize that we are both capitals fans
0: oh when they uh, finally won the stanley cup I, I cried i sat on my table and i cried
1: I think you are way more avid fan than i am because <laughs> i didn't cry at all but i was rather pumped up about it
0: oh, yeah did you go to the parade
1: um we, i did not go to the parade but oh. my son went to the parade so yeah. i was there by proxy
0: okay we got there at <laughs> 6 a.m so we were front
1: row That's Those are diehards. I am. <laughs> those are diehards indeed yeah. And and I know a lot of people probably have interest in Washington Capitals hockey and Hokie football, but um, I want to talk to you about your wisdom when it comes to PR. What's the greatest misconception that you feel that people have when it comes to PR?
0: Oh, absolutely. Hands down, I've trained thousands of people. Everyone is so afraid of the media. They're They're afraid to pitch. They think they're this secret little group that nobody can get to and, and they don't want you. And and what everybody needs to realize is the media now is 24-7, 365. It's constant. and And the jobs have all been cut. You know, used to be you had a writer and an editor and a lot of the things you see on the news, that news anchor is doing all of it. So if you can become... A, a valuable asset to them. If you can pitch good newsworthy story ideas that they can use, you know, that you've done your homework, you know, it's the right media outlet, you know, you fit in with them. You will, they will welcome you for life. You will be in their tribe.
1: Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I, I I wrote for years columns and Forbes and ink and obviously, I'd get pitched by people who never in a million years would I want. There were people who would say, well, I want to I build my credibility. So how do I get in one of your articles? I'm like, well, it kind of works the opposite way. Like once you have credibility, <laughs> then I might want to reference you in an article. But it, it, the, you got it backwards. So what are what are some of the traps or mistakes that people make when they're trying to pitch? Because, I mean, you you started off that people are fearful of the media, so they're afraid to pitch. But then I think also what happens is some people say, oh, yeah, fine, I'm past that fear. I'm going to pitch, and they do it horribly. So what are some of the pitfalls or mistakes that people make when they're trying to pitch ideas?
0: So one of the things I always tell people is do your homework. You're going to be so much further ahead by knowing – Really, getting to know that journalist, so when you send your pitch in, which should be by email, personalize it don't Don't let them think that this is a blanket email that you're sending to a hundred journalists. Find your five, your ten your fifteen ideal people that you want to connect with and, and make it personal. I actually met the, um, and I just found out he's now the former editor of the Washington business journal. And when he found out what I did, he said, you would not believe the things that I get where he would get emails that say, dear bracket, insert name here, closed bracket. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to do that. Let, show them the love. Really, really, these are the people that you really want to connect with. Because once you do, and I, I say this from experience, I walk this walk, the relationships that I have with producers, with anchors, you know, people I've worked with, I have their phone numbers in my cell phone. I can text them anytime or call them. I've built those relationships because I cared and because I did my homework and because I went the extra step.
1: The thing I want to make sure that people pick up on here is that it's less about you pitching something that is in your own interest, and it's more about how do you position yourself as an asset to them in whatever it is their task is. So if they have to, if they have to create stories of interest in certain areas, and you can help package that for them so they just flip a switch and it happens then you've you've delivered a great service if you show up just to self promote that actually works against their interest
0: exactly and and remember you know we would all love an expose you know a thirty minute show about Ian Altman or Christina Daves probably not going to happen um, but but being an expert in your field and being quoted and sourced that 's what That's really what we're looking to do. And that's where the credibility comes in and the value comes in. And and you're exactly right. It's what's the what's the benefit to their audience? Again, doing the homework on the demographics. And you can do that on Google. You know, if you're if the demographic is a 40-year-old female, you know, most you know, most of their listeners, let's say, or most of their viewers, make sure your story aligns with that. It's just really important to know you know i always say you wouldn't you wouldn't pitch the same story to buzzfeed that you would to aarp but you could pitch two stories you could be the expert for a story for either one just make sure your pitch relates to their target market
1: got it got that's 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 great that's great advice and i and i know that that throughout the book you've got a ton of different tips and and pointers for people that help them, in essence, DIY their PR. Yes. Make it so that make it so that they can get, you know, this. They they can basically without hiring a big ad agency, without hiring a big PR firm, they can get a ton of media coverage on their own. And I, I love the I love the title of the book, the DIY Guide to Free Publicity. So what are what are some of the what are some of the biggest things that people can and should be doing? that can move the needle and help them get that free publicity on their own.
0: Right. Here's the first thing that, and I'm really, really working with my clients on this because it's getting more important every single day. And and people aren't thinking about this. The media is going to check you out before they use you. Just like before we hire anybody or work with anybody, we're going to Google them. So you need to make sure that you check out Make sure that your website is consistent with your social, whichever social media platform or platforms that you're using. Make sure that that it's all consistent. It's the same colors. It's the same fonts. It's the same messaging uh, because you want to make sure they know that's you and they're not going to spend a lot of time digging. I actually saw a media query the other day that said, send me everything. Don't make me go to Google or I won't use you. Yeah. So, so that's the first part you really need to look your part, look your expertise Ian, you're a great example of that you have a great website uh, you you've got the the history in the background you've written for top magazines uh, you've got that credibility and and it shows you know when people when the media goes to your website you're gonna check out and that's what. That's the very, very first thing. And you've got to have some content out there. Uh, and, and ideally, you're going to have somewhat of a good social media following. Because here's the thing now, if they have the option to use two different experts, they're going to use the one that has an engaged social media following because that's going to help them sure. to spread their story out to more people. So that's, you know, make sure that your package is all put together. You know, put a nice little bow on it. You've got content, you've got a good you're engaging with your followers. That's really important, more so than numbers, but engagement and and that your your website just really looks credible.
1: Yeah. I, I think that, that notion of consistency is so important and it's interesting because oftentimes on social media. My initial reaction when I see something is okay, I'm going to throw a grenade and I have to stop and say no because a that's not going to get me anywhere with with anybody like you know if all of a sudden I'm just screaming at somebody else it's not going to help and more importantly it's going to damage my brand because now it's oh this person's a loose cannon we got to watch out for that. Right. I mean how how often do you see that where somebody doesn't even realize how they're showing up on social media?
0: Oh, I, I see that because when I work with people, I, I do a full assessment of everything uh, and you would be surprised. <laughs> Some of the things I've seen, all right, I had a call this morning with a brand new client and and I finally said, you know what, We I just need to talk to your IT person and we're going to start from square one. I said, we'll keep you in the loop on everything, but you just have to let us just literally start from square one. He's releasing a book and he's a speaker, but his branding, the whole package is not good. So we've got to start from scratch.
1: You know, that's and, and it's interesting. There was a there was a company in the hospitality space who I was helping. And and one of the one of the founders of the company was extremely outspoken politically in, in a very confrontational way. And I just said to them, I said, you know, you probably want to get rid of all this stuff. And they yeah. said, Well, this is the way I feel. I said, No, no, I get that. I'm not looking for you to be inauthentic. But if you're looking to partner with a big hotel brand, they don't want an they don't want an, to alienate half their audience.
0: And it is half. It's we're split fifty yeah. fifty in this country right now. So you're you're right. You I, I tell all my clients, stay away from that topic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> stay yeah. away from it yeah it gets it gets it gets to be a um, it gets to be a crazy element. So where are some of the opportunities for executives to create a name either for themselves or for their companies? Like how do they how do they for lack of a better term newsjack or how do they find what else is going on out there that they can tie their messaging into?
0: Right, it's it's Twofold. What's going on in the world right now? Look at trends.google.com. You know, what are people talking about on Google that you can relate to your business? And you use the term newsjacking that I think is about a five-year-old term. Somebody in the industry created that, but that's really what we do is, is you if you hear something in the news and you you your reaction is, oh, you know, I, I have something to say about that, that's newsjacking. And and if it's a hot topic. The media is looking for, you know, story breaks, and that's the breaking news. But when it's hot, they want to keep it going for a few more days. So the breaking news is over. What can you add to it? And if you can add on the opposite side of, of what they're talking about, let's say a big company decided to do X, but you think, you think that's not a good idea, that's a great way to get publicity. if you If you can back it up with what you're doing and what you're saying.
1: On October 15th in the Washington, D.C. area, I'll be offering a same-side selling immersion program open to a maximum of six companies. If you'd like to learn more about it, visit ianaltman.com and you'll see a link on the homepage. Yeah, it was interesting. I, I remember when, when Google came out with Google Glass. Yeah. I, I wrote an article that said, and I think it, was the, it may have been the Apple Watch or something else related to it. And I said, I said, look, you know, my, my article, I believe, was um, why Google Glass failed and why these other products might fail too. And it was, it was a hot article because everyone was reading it and they'd say, oh, I disagree. And then, of course, six months later when Google Glass was going nowhere, everyone said, how did you know? I'm like, well, read the article. It's, it's right there. And I think it was David Meerman Scott. There's a uh, fellow speaker who came up with the term newsjacking. He so did. I make That's sure that,
0: exactly. I couldn't think of his name. That's exactly who it is. Yeah. I want to make
1: sure we give a shout out to David yes. for that. And uh, he's he's a great guy. But he, he talked he talks about how you um, how you do that. And I believe uh, his book was uh, Newsjacking also, and talks about how you how you ride how you ride on the waves of of other trends. But I think that idea of going to trends.google.com is one obvious place for people to get insight into what's trending and then think about, okay, how can I add value to it? Not how can I, you know, how can I get something for it? But how can I add value to the discussion, which I'm guessing is way better than how do I get something out of it?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll give you an example. I have one of my clients is, is a top real estate agent and Redfin had come out And big news, they were no longer going to do buyer agency. They were no longer going to represent buyers. And she was really upset by this. So she texted me, she said, Do you have five minutes for a call? And she explained to me exactly why this was a bad idea. She represents a lot of buyers. And I said, I said, Pat, that's your story. Go pitch the Washington Post. That's a great story. They did a full article. About what Redfin had done and why this top agent doesn't think that's a good idea, and she had the facts, and she had a full article in the Washington Post that's great yeah, and if somebody's looking for a buyer's agent, who do you think they're going to use now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, Pat,
0: because yeah. that's who the post used
1: yeah, that's brilliant that's brilliant so what give me give me some other examples of companies who maybe maybe they thought, look, I don't have anything newsworthy. And then kind of a story of what they did and what the results were, because I think that I want to make sure the audience, our listeners can think to themselves, wow, that's just like me. I could do that.
0: Right. Right. And again, doing your homework. I I say this a lot and it's not a lot of work. It's really simple once you do it. But but if you do your homework, so I had another client who was a productpreneur, is a productpreneur, invented a product. Well, products are hard to get on on television by themselves. You know, you've got to come up with a story idea. Well, she got on because they do a hometown hero segment consistently. And she hires kids who are paying their way through college and women who have left abusive relationships to make her product in the hometown. So just a different angle. And it it was an infomercial. It was her book and her speaking and because she's empowering, you know, women and everything that she does, all because she did a little bit of homework and found the hometown hero angle.
1: Yeah, I, I love it. So So someone more traditionally might've said, how do we get this product to have visibility? And instead it was, look, the real story is who are you hiring and who else are you empowering? Yeah. Guess what? People are going to hear about your product at the same time.
0: Exactly. And and that's the thing. It's, it's just thinking outside of the box thinking a little bit beyond the box you know it's not the like you said it's not the me 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 you write a story about me it's what value can you provide by sharing your story or sharing your expertise
1: yeah and and it's it's the notion of for example if i wanted to have someone write a story about same side selling they're not they're probably not going to but if i said here's i can use the principles of same side selling to be less adversarial with your neighbor in, right. in a contentious time, now it might be something people say. Oh, that's kind of interesting,
0: right? And and I will tell you right along those lines. Uh, I had a former client who was an amazing writer, but wasn't writing for Google. She wasn't writing like you were for these top magazines. And we packaged her, and she's a children's behavioral therapist in New York City. Packaged her writings together. She got in front of an editor of of New York Parenting Magazine, got a column because she was such a great writer. And when the election took place, she was on every national media outlet. And Dan Rather even interviewed her for a separate television show all about how do you talk to your kids about the election?
1: Wow. See, I mean, and that's that's a perfect example where if someone had looked otherwise, just how do I promote myself? It's not good, but keep in mind, the example I want to make sure people get is, how this is benefiting other people. So I'm just thinking of different, different clients and organizations who I know of who, for example, there's a, there's a company that um, that deals with um, automated teller machines and automated equipment in banks. So if they wanted an article about themselves, it's not going to work. If they said, here's if they wrote an article about, here's why sometimes you wait in long in line for a long time at the bank and other places you don't. Now all of a sudden that's relevant because the general community says, yeah, how come I often wait in line for too long?
0: And, and a company like that could even do a spin. So if you remember when McDonald's did their rollout of the electronic machines where you ordered when you go in instead of actually talking to a person, that's something you could even tie in. You're, you're not putting the machines in McDonald's, you're not, but you can talk about overall automation so you can jump on that story and say, "Hey, it's not just restaurants, fast food restaurants, but did you know the banking industry is doing it too?"
1: Yeah and, that's great
0: know, and spin it that way
1: so so it sounds like one of the keys is trying to think from the perspective of what's the audience going to care about yep. rather it, than yeah. rather than suffering from what I like to refer to as axis displacement disorder, which is where we believe the axis of the earth has shifted and the world revolves around us so. <laughs> and instead we want to think about well so if if i'm pitching to nbc what is and it's a certain show on nbc what is their audience like and what are the topics that audience is going to care about where i have something relevant to talk about
0: exactly and and, and that's where the homework comes in i have a regular segment on abc in washington dc on good morning washington had i pitched my segment idea to my local NBC, they would have said, What are you doing? We don't have this kind of a format. So it's how do you fit into what they're doing? And that's where the homework comes in. One of my clients was on the Today show because she did her homework and paid attention and listened to what the anchors were saying, heard what one of them said and sent something into her. And it got through all the you know the mailroom and everybody else because she said, I heard Dylan Dreyer say X and then she ended up on the show 7 million viewers that's pretty good stuff
1: yeah that doesn't suck no no it doesn't i mean you know i'm trying to come up with the right technical term but it doesn't suck so so what are, if people say okay yeah you know what i'm bought in i i agree there there is i i believe there's a way to kind of diy this this publicity and i can get this type of publicity aside from getting the book which obviously they should do what are, the, what are the top one or two things that people should focus on to try and get some quick wins or set themselves up for success?
0: So plan out your strategy. That's really important. Take those five or ten media outlets or journalists that, that you know are in that space. You know you fit into that. You know, check the boxes to make it easier for you. Uh, I have a formula, I call it the Get PR Famous Formula. And it's a three-step approach. And I'm telling you, it works. You wanna be newsworthy, you wanna create great hooks and you wanna find the right journalists. So come up with that newsworthy story idea, whether it's newsjacking or taking a trend in your industry or anything like that. You know, and I'm, I'm trying to like off the top of my head, give you some other ideas. Uh, there are crazy holidays that the media uses all the time. All the time. There's probably like a national CEO day. You talk about things like that. <laughs> um, but so those are your newsworthy. Then the great hook is the subject line. You've got to grab their attention in that subject line. I have interviewed so many journalists. Some of them get a thousand emails before noon. A thousand. Wow. You've got to break through that, but you can. There's all kinds of ways to do that. And, and I can talk about that. You look at magazine covers. Those are hooks. People yep. get paid to get you to make that impulse purchase at the grocery store. That, that's a hook. So see what a good hook is. And then, you know, you, everybody listening, your business people, well, don't send your, your story idea. Let's say you find the fashion editor of a magazine. They're not going to forward your email for you. You've got to make sure you have the right person. You do your homework. But with those three in place, you will be light years ahead of your competitors.
1: That's great. You know what? And it and just gives people such a clear cut path to get there, which is something that you articulate so well in the book as well, is this whole notion of, it's not like, oh, here's this long narrative in a book. I, I love how you give people very concrete, discrete steps. And it's almost like just here are specific steps that you can take. And you don't have to, and the thing I like is you don't have to read the book cover to cover in one sitting. It's do this, then do this, then do that. And it's all just very instructive to give people the steps to actually get that success on their own.
0: Yeah. And, and it's different ideas too. You know, I always say, think about where you're comfortable. If you had told me three years ago that I would be on television every single month, I would have never thought that was possible. I was, I couldn't even speak on a stage back then. I was scared to death. I would stage fright, so nervous, so people can evolve. Maybe right now you want to give quotes. Maybe you want to guest write for a big publication, you know, like you do. It's all where you fit into it right now and just know that that can change. And that's where the book comes in is that, you know, maybe we talk about radio. You're like, Oh, I could do radio. I always joke I used to do podcasts in my basement because I was so nervous. And nobody would see me and I could just guzzle water in between questions. <laughs> Uh, but you evolve into things so that the book is like, Oh, I could never do that. Oh, I can do this. That That's good. Let me just do this one thing and see what happens. Okay, then I'm going to do this thing. Because all it takes is one, one thing can change your whole business. I've seen it. Um, I, I have a client who just called me the other day. And he said, Christina, we can't work together anymore. And I really like him. I said, what are you talking about? Everything's great. He goes, yeah, it's too great. He goes, everything you did for me was so great that I just got up by my biggest competitor and he made me a partner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, but that's, that's, the, you know, that's the whole idea is that the, in in many cases, people complain, they say, oh, we're awesome, but we're the best kept secret. Yeah. And the difference of people being the best kept secret and being famous probably just comes down to some intentional steps, yep. to create visibility for a business that to your point at the beginning, most people think is magical, is mysterious. And in this, in this DIY guide, you're actually making it so that it's crystal clear how people can achieve that success without hiring a PR firm and they can do it on their own.
0: Absolutely. And
1: and the thing is, most of us,
0: no matter how successful we are, we cannot sustain a PR firm for years and years and years at, you know, $5,000 a month, $10,000 a month, and they don't guarantee results. But if you learn how to do it. And you learn the strategy. You can have someone in your office do it. It's, you know, the president sure. of the company doesn't have to be doing this, but they need to oversee the strategy to make sure that the right stories are being pitched that are beneficial to the business.
1: Got to love it. Hey, Christina, what's the best way for people to connect with you and learn more about what you're doing?
0: Yep, Christina Uh, very easy to find me. Everything's there. I've got a PR challenge on there. Um, But you can learn all about me and what I do. Everything's there.
1: Excellent. Well, thanks so much for sharing your wisdom. I I took a ton of notes here. And as always, I will summarize them for our audience. But thanks so much for sharing your wisdom.
0: Great. Thanks so much for having me.
1: If you feel it's worthy, I'd be grateful if you left an honest review of this show. Let me give you a quick 30-second recap of the key information you can apply to your business to become PR famous. First, don't fear PR. They have jobs to do, and journalists and media personalities welcome valuable content. Second, do your homework to fit your message to their specific audience. Don't just pray and spray. And then finally, be newsworthy and create great hooks and headlines. Ultimately, you want to capture attention for them and their audience. Remember, this show gets its direction from you, the listener. There's a topic I should cover or a guest I should have on the program. Just drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com. Have an amazing week, add value, and grow revenue in a way everybody can embrace, especially your customer.